welcome everybody to the Coffee House Question Podcast. This is Ryan Polly, and right now uh, I am involved in Summit California. Summit Ministries, a student conference teaching apologetics to... Uh, we have 213 students, and so right now with me is Dan Britton. Uh, he wanted to sit down, or I wanted him to sit down with me and interview right now. Um, Dan Britton, thanks for coming on and joining me today. Yeah, you're welcome, Ryan. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, it's exciting to have you. So Dan Britton is a graduate of the Masters of Apologetics program here at Biola University, and Summit Ministries is meeting here at Biola, um, and now is currently running, uh, he's the director of the Ratio Christi College Prep chapter, the Texas Hill Country chapter. Um, how did you get involved? Um, you know, what, I don't know, you, you started this Rational Christie, started working with students. Um, how did that kind of go about? Well, prior to getting involved in apologetics, I was involved in youth ministry, primarily as a helper, not as a youth leader to speak of. And the fact that I'm older, I was able to observe a number of disturbing trends in youth ministry, namely that kids would go off to summer camp, they'd get all fired up, you know, they'd be on fire for Jesus, and then once they got home, within a couple weeks, they'd be back in the world. Uh, sadly, many of them uh, departing the youth organization, even before they got out of high school. And I just, I, my heart broke because it's, it was one of the things that I couldn't really quantify. Why are they leaving? And the further I investigated it, uh, I got a really good insight that they were leaving because they weren't getting fed. They, they were getting, you know, little bites of stuff, and they really needed something more substantial. And most youth leaders, uh, not to indict all of them, but uh, they don't know uh, maybe a day or two before they have their youth meeting what they're going to talk about, what they're going to teach about. Uh, so as I became more interested in apologetics for my own edification, you know, the proof is out there, Christianity is true and it's testable, mm -hmm. um, I realized that this was a real cornerstone that could help affect the youth that are in the church and make them stronger uh, to hang on to their faith once they got out. There was a wonderful book I encountered uh, as a grad student at Biola called You Lost Me by David Kinnaman, yeah. and I would recommend any youth leader that, that has a heart for his or her charges uh, to pick up a copy of this book because yeah. it, it was revelational. Yeah, it, 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 it is it, a great book, and I think we both read it for the same class. Exactly. Um, we we both took uh, Sean McDowell's class on youth apologetics, and that was one of the readings. And that book really, um, you know, if you guys don't know the Barnett, you know, the research group that this really went into what is causing youth to leave the church and what, where is this kind of this disconnect happening? Yeah, and it you know so it's not all about just having fun and building those relationships, but the students want something, right? Yeah, I, I think we we're all guilty of thinking that a, a fourteen or fifteen year old can't comprehend why God allows evil. Uh, I mean, there are just some deep topics out there, but I have found I've taught that course or that subject. I have taught uh, a lot of different courses in the last year with our students, and I find that they're way smarter than we give them credit for. And, mm -hmm. and also, they're way more hungry. They yeah. want this. And uh, I just I saw such a passion in my own students uh, to continue to go down the path of, of 
learning more, yeah. and everybody's excited about what we've got planned for next year. Yeah, and you have a you have a good group. You have forty students. Um, in your group that are hungry for this stuff, right? Mm -hmm. That's correct. Yeah. Our, our, our church, uh, on a Wednesday night, we have about 150 students uh, in the Wednesday night, the typical Wednesday night youth group. And okay. they'll get, uh, for instance, a youth pastor taught on the book of James. So they're getting some good content there. Um, but the Ratio Christi College prep chapter was formed in addition to their regular Wednesday night. That was for students that said, hey, we're going to do this on Monday night. If you're interested, come. Okay, so you're not replacing normal youth groups, so they still get the interaction with all the other students. But Right, exactly. The, these, this is for the students that are really desiring to go deeper. Okay. And the good news is uh, we started last September. We had Sean McDowell come to our church. And I think it's important to point out that we are a church that has about 1,500 members in a community that has about 5,000 people. So it's a ridiculously small community. Yeah. So this type of thing is possible anywhere. What, what I'm going to describe today, you'd think, well, yeah, a big city can do this because they've got the resources. But, you know, anybody can do it. Yeah. It's, it's just a question of degrees of uh, who you would bring in to maybe guest speak or, or whatever. But uh, Sean came in. Helped us launch us on a sun, helped launched it on a Sunday afternoon, and the following Monday night we had 20 students, and within three weeks that had blossomed to about 40. Wow! And it would ebb and flow throughout the year because uh, high school, you know, track meets there would be things that would interfere, but overall uh, we would run between 20 and 40 every Monday night, yeah. and it was just it was phenomenal. That's incredible. I think it's important to point out that students want this information. I mean, right now we're at Summit Ministries, and you know, if you're not familiar with Summit, there's Summit Tennessee, Summit California, and Summit Colorado. And Summit Colorado has seven two-week-long sessions. Summit California has one. And right now we have 213 students here in California, and in 12 days they're sitting through 70 hours of lectures. And these kids are loving it. I, am, I mean, I'm blown away that a, that a student would want to spend two weeks of their summer sitting through uh, five lectures a day on theology and worldview and ethics and apologetics. And, you know, it shows that there really are students that are hungry for this and realize the need for it. And so it's awesome that you found that ability to incorporate this. You know, you're not trying to replace the ministry the church is doing. You know, you're not getting rid of the youth pastor. But it's saying, hey, if you guys are interested in more, let's let's dig deeper. Let's go into this. It, it's very important to get the buy-in of the church, and I was super blessed in that area uh, to have a church. Uh, what I did was I basically did a one-page summary of two very important documents that anybody should read if they're thinking about adding an apologetics element to their youth ministry. The first, obviously, it's a book we talked about, You Lost Me. Uh, the second thing is to go on to the Summit website, uh, which is summit.org, and there's a place where you can order a report called Turning the Tide. You put in your email, uh, hit submit, and this report will show up. But Summit has the benefit of 50 years of history of teaching worldview and apologetics to students, and their track record is phenomenal. Uh, depending on what survey you read, you can get anywhere from 80 to 60 percent of the young people who are leaving the church once they get out of high mm -hmm. school. 
uh, it doesn't really matter. The numbers wow. aren't good. Yeah. But when you look at the summit report, it says because of the training that they get, uh, and they track this over a long period of time. This is just not, let's do a survey a year after they're done. Let's do a survey five years, 10 years after they're done, talk to our students and see where they are. 90% of them stay strong in their faith. Yeah. And that's phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, so we model what we teach, you know, pretty much after the summit uh, type of curriculum. But the important thing here to realize is that this is very easily doable by any church that has a passion to do it. The, yeah. the resources are, that are available, it, it's available to all. But, but to get it started, I went to the pastor, I gave him a one-page summary of the You Lost Me statistics, uh, the six principal reasons that students leave their faith. Uh, it ranges from anything from being, their church is overprotective, they, they teach, you know, they have shallow teaching, they don't teach doctrine. Uh, the, the church culture is kind of stifling. Um, uh, the, the other, one of the big ones for me is that the church is anti-science. There's a real conflict. Yeah. You know, you get into the young earth, old earth debates. Uh, but, you know, students don't want to know so much what to think but they want to know how to think. Yeah. So that's, that's what we endeavor to do. So once we got, we got the buy-in from the pastor, and from that point, uh, well, the simple truth is that we went from teaching the high school seniors. Uh, the first year, we did it. Uh, the second year, he opened up the door, said, you need to teach the entire high school. And midway through that period, he said, you know what? These kids are, you know, they're learning some really awesome stuff we need to teach the entire church. Wow. So right now, uh, I use a principle that I call of, of how to bring apologetics into a church. And it, very simply, I call it the three I's because it makes it easy to remember. All righty. Uh, the first I is to introduce it, which is what we did uh, through, you know, the one-page summary of you, the You Lost Me book. Uh, pastor doesn't have time to read a 200-page book, but you can look at a one-page summary of it. Yeah. And uh, turning the tide, and you can you can immediately see, hey, if we do this, the result's probably going to be pretty good. Yeah. So we introduce it. We chose to bring in Sean McDowell to introduce it. Um, there there was expense associated with that, but the simple fact is that even if a church doesn't have a budget to do that kind of thing. Uh, there are apologists in virtually every single community in the nation. Yeah. Uh, uh, you and I both have classmates that mm -hmm. if a church is interested, all they'd have to do is reach out to you and say, hey, you know, I'm here in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Is there anybody that could help us yeah. introduce it? Come in and maybe speak either to the leadership, uh, speak to the church body. I think that's a really good point is that, you know, I think the apologetics community is very connected. And yeah, if you can't get, you know, afford a, a top name person, there's a lot of very qualified people all over the country that are dying to be able to present lectures and stuff to churches. But I think one point that you made I just want to kind of emphasize is, is the first I to introduce. Um, you know, a lot of people don't understand the need that they have until they realize they have it. And so being able to present, you know, introduce apologetics to the pastor, but do it in a way that shows like, hey, students are leaving the church and... And we can help solve this problem. We, can, we need to talk about some of these issues. 
I remember when you lost me, it said that over 50% of the students want to go into a science-related field. Um, but exactly. after interviewing youth pastors, uh, only 1% of youth pastors said that they had talked about science in, in the previous year. And so it kind of gives the impression to students that science and religion are, are against each other against each other and so they have to put pick do I go into my science field or do I go into a believing in Christianity mm-hmm. when we shouldn't be making that and, separation. And, and you and I both know for, through our training here at Biola that there is just such a beautiful harmony yeah. between science and the word of God that Absolutely. it's just you know how could anybody think anything different yeah. but, the, but that is one of the six reasons that Barnum puts forth that, that students leave the faith that they view it is anti-science, yeah. and, and my point is they just haven't been exposed to how much harmony there is between the the science. We would not be where we are today in science without the scientists who have paved the way that were strong Christians, mm-hmm. and even the Roman Catholic Church that, that subsidized scientists in much the same way that emperors subsidized musicians, Mozart you know, the court composers and, the, and that kind of thing. Yeah. You know, the scientists were subsidized by the church so that they could pursue uh, their science without having to worry about where their meals were coming from. So we have a rich history with science that's kind of been beat down uh, by current thinking. Uh, people think, well, the church has always been anti-science, and the, the fact, the simple truth is we've been on the forefront of it since uh, the beginning. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Another interesting thing I just wanted to kind of point out that you mentioned is, is I was doing an interview for one of my classes, and I had to interview a teacher who teaches apologetics, and I and I asked him, you know, the the percentages are sixty to eighty percent of students who leave the church. Um, how do you see your teaching? Because he he spends two years doing theology, worldview, and apologetics with students in in school before they graduate, and he mentioned, yeah, our our statistics are pretty much reverse. We see, you know, 60, 80, 80% staying in the church and only 20% leaving. And so I think that, you know, the, the research you're talking about and then also interviewing this teacher, I think it's very, you know, this is something that really can't help. I, I think if we have time at the end of this podcast, I actually have a brief little two-minute clip that have three of my first students. And just listening to what they say, you'll just go, Wow. Mm-hmm. This really works. Uh, one of the students uh, named Danielle was a PK, pastor's kid, and uh, she's pretty unapologetic, uh, pun intended, that she has made her faith her own through studying apologetics. That it's no longer mom and dad's. Yeah. Dad's a pastor, so I'm a Christian because dad's a pastor. Now it's hers. And uh, it, it was just such a blessing uh, to, to see this testimony. We, we put it together as a form of introducing apologetics to the church because, you know, not a lot of people knew we were teaching the high school seniors uh, within the church, but the result, uh, it, it almost spread like a wildfire that, mm-hmm. you know, the people clamoring for it. We've actually got... Uh, and one of the small groups that I attended as a member, uh, one of the women in it uh, said, hey, I want to start going down to the University of Texas campus with you and attending the Reasons to Believe chapter meeting. 
So it's even spread beyond the church wow. in terms of interest. So, so these are all just really positive results. Yeah, so every, it seems like everyone is really kind of seeing this need once the students started learning it and they got excited about it. And now the parents are like, hey, we want this too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So anyway, I was talking about the three eyes. The first one was include, which was to, uh, or to introduce it. Uh, the second one is include, which is what we've done. <clears throat> we've included the curriculum uh, I do my own curriculum. I have 96 lessons uh, that should get me through four years. Uh, but one thing I've learned here at Summit that's been really uh, kind of like I've got to do that uh, was let's tackle some of the issues that are topical. They may not be on the schedule, but as you, know, you and I know, uh, within the last two months, the whole issue of gender has yeah, come up. And, identity. and Summit just jumped right on it and is teaching on it, and I recognized I need to be a little more active about bringing the current issues that students would have questions about mm -hmm. to the table rather than saying, well, this night we're scheduled to teach on X. Well, sometimes X can get moved yeah. uh, to make the material more current. And, That's good. and I think that was one failing that I had in the past year, uh, but I recognize it now and we'll, we'll address it yeah. moving forward. Yeah, helping kids, you know, helping the students stay up to date on how do we respond to these cultural issues. You exactly. Know, we can't expect our students to respond well when, it, when someone comes up to them at school and, and, and asks them about this or they're discussing it if we've never talked to them about it. And there are good ways, and people have done a lot of research looking at how do we respond to these issues in, in a well-thought-out, loving, respectful, respectful way. And so I think it's good, yeah, we need to be able to kind of interrupt and include those kind of cultural issues. That's awesome. Yeah, one of the, in the, uh, so we include it, and like I said, we've, we've taught both the students and the adults now, and that will continue. But the third eye, and I think this is really important, uh, because otherwise you're just kind of, you know, it's just another church program, so what can I do to take it beyond a program? And the third eye, I define as instill. I'm instilling a sense of strengthening people's ability to, to be better witnesses for the faith through being able to defend it, being able to discuss it. Uh, so the third I is instill, and we do that in a couple of very neat ways. Uh, as I said, we teach the students on Monday night. But we also have special events throughout the year, and, and these can be done for next to nothing. Uh, for example, there's a young filmmaker by the name of Brandon McGuire who did a wonderful little film called Mining for God, a one-hour documentary. Uh, Paul Copan was his uh, student advisor when he was in school, and he opened the door to get access to people like Lee Strobel and William Lane Craig, and Brandon interviewed him. Uh, put together just an awesome little film. And when we had the high school seniors, uh, there were about five of them, uh, we previewed the film at my house, and then I was able to arrange and get a hold of Brandon, and he agreed to Skype in to talk to him. That's cool. And I thought, that's totally cool. Yeah. But as we were going into the second year, I got to thinking that we need to really instill this so I went to the pastor and says, can we have a small honorarium and a plane ticket? 
and we brought Brandon to our church. Uh, he came, he, he previewed his film for the church, um, and it was just awesome wow. because we had a lot of people come, and he sold quite a few DVDs. Uh, kind of a little funny note that he went back to Florida, and the next thing I see that he's engaged. So apparently <laughs> he, he joked that he was able to get enough money to buy an engagement ring. But, but <laughs> it was just a real blessing to know him. And, and again, through the social media, he stayed in contact with some of our students. And um, in, um, toward the end of this year, uh, this was really uh, a pretty awesome thing. I have a, a friend uh, who I met. Uh, her name's Dr. Sarah Salviander. She's a research physicist at the University of Texas, you know, right down the road. I mean, it's not like, you know, we've got to buy a plane ticket for her, but she agreed to come up uh, and teach on the six days of creation and from the perspective of an astrophysicist. Uh, she also wrote a, a short um, introduction in uh, Jim Warner's latest book, God's Crime Scene. Uh, so there's a relationship there. But Sarah came up uh, on a Monday night to teach our students. And we took advantage of it. And this is where the, the, the third eye, the instill, gets so important. I asked that we open that up, not only for the students, but the entire church. So we had about 40 students, but we also had about 120 church members that showed up wow. on a Monday night. And it was packed. I mean, we thought we were going to have to spill over into the main sanctuary, yeah. but we made it work. And we had scheduled a stop time for 9 o'clock. That gave her about an hour and a half to speak. And she did not leave until 10.30. Wow. The questions just kept coming and coming. As a result of that, uh, the woman I mentioned to you earlier um, that took such a keen interest in uh, going to... Uh, Reasons to Believe meetings on, on the, the monthly RTB meetings in Austin uh, got even more on fire about, you know, learning more about this wow. stuff. It, and this woman is older and she comes from a very traditional background, but it's just, it shows what a blessing it is when you can instill that whole notion of apologetics and worldview in a church culture. Yeah. It is literally transforming the church. That's incredible to see how the adults and everyone are responding. And, you know, and you, you do have your training. You know, you graduated with your master's from here in Biola. But at the same time, you are also taking advantage of the resources all around you, flying people in and getting Sean McDowell and these speakers to come in who, who are these experts in scientific fields in different areas to really kind of show people this really makes sense and bring those kind of intelligent people in there and, and to speak to your church. Yeah, I, I really want to address that because I know we'll have people listening that say, well, our church doesn't have the budget for Sean McDowell. As I mentioned earlier, there, there's just so many resources out there. Uh, money can be an issue uh, in, in terms of bringing in uh, strong speakers, but the simple fact is that there are strong speakers out there that most of them would be willing to show up just uh, to have the experience of speaking in front of a group. Uh, I have actually gone up to the university, uh, Howard Payne University, to speak to students up there on two occasions. I was invited up there uh, to, before Easter to speak on the minimal facts approach of the resurrection. Mm -hmm. And, and um, 
then again, I was invited to go up and speak to their graduating seniors that were going to go into youth ministry. Uh, I spoke on the importance of integrating youth apologetics into their curriculum, and so that made some connections there. Uh, the point being, and maybe I shouldn't confess this, but my heart was more to convey information and get the word out there. I didn't care that, you know, there was no honorarium or anything like that. And, yeah. and I know a lot of my classmates think the same as I do, mm -hmm. that it's not about, you know, getting uh, anything forward. It's about being able to get this culture moving to strengthening the church, to strengthening the body, to making people more effective evangelists and disciples uh, through teaching information that doesn't get taught from the pulpit. Yeah. And, and some of it maybe, uh, to be honest, doesn't belong in the pulpit. Yeah. It belongs more off to the side as, as a way of strengthening uh, the message from the pulpit. That's cool. Well, in the last, just we just have a few minutes left. Is there kind of what like kind of last pieces of advice you I think you've done a great job of just showing us you know how to get in apologetics involved in the church you know with the the three eyes introduce involve, include and instill. and instill um and then as well as you know just kind of bringing people in and how you do the whole program is there kind of a last bit of advice you have for the last few minutes that we have yeah the the what I really wanted to kind of wrap up with is uh, don't let the dollar sign be the driving force about whether you do it or don't do it. Yeah. You can do this for free. There, uh, uh, I just got 60 lessons from Summit Ministries, the same material they teach here at these conferences, and they're DVDs. So if you want to learn about Islam, for $7.95, you can call Summit Ministries and say, hey, I want Nabil Qureshi's uh, uh, speaking uh, topic on Islam, and they'll mail it to you, and you can show it. Hmm. So uh, there's tremendous resources out there. Apologetics Press, uh, pleaseconvinceme.org, uh, is run by a friend of mine, a classmate, uh, C.S. Lewis Institute online, those three resources all have free lessons. Uh, that, that's basically, you know, throw it in a DVD, throw it on a, uh, on a MP3 player, the resources are there. So there's tons of stuff out there. The, the last thing I wanted to share with you is I am redefining my roles. I used to say I was an itinerant apologist, that I'd go anywhere and teach apologetics. But it came to me that you and I, because of our education, we are a fountainhead of information with regard to apologetics. So I'm going to wear the mantle now of what I call a mentoring apologist or a shepherding apologist. Uh, Jeff Myers had actually coined that phrase, uh, shepherding apologist, a while back. And I think it's a good one because that says that if a youth minister wants to get in relationship with me, whether we ever meet face-to-face -face or whether it's online or through our, uh, I know you have a WordPress site, I have a WordPress site. Uh, so however they connect with us, uh, just connect, and we can help guide the process. And, you know, through email or anything, if they say, hey, we need a good presentation on 
why Christianity is true. We can say, hey, Greg Hazen has this uh, yeah. teaching. It's an hour and a half long video. Here's how you get it. Yeah. Uh, here's where you can get some amazing free resources. Uh, there, there's just a bunch of places. You and I know where those places yeah. are. And I'm, I, you know, I think I speak for both of us when I say we're absolutely willing to help anybody yeah. get started uh, with introducing apologetics uh, not only to the youth, but as I said, instill it as yeah. part of a church culture. Bring it into the entire church. So mom and dad and their, their son or daughter uh, can talk about the minimal facts of the resurrection at dinner time. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, and I get those emails, you know, asking for resources and different questions, and I'm, I'm very happy to, to respond. What, where can, what is your website um, so that they can reach you and ask those questions and search for you for speaking opportunities? And, yeah, if you're down in the Texas area, uh, how, did, how did they reach you? I can be reached at dan at iwillgoministries.org. And we're also on Facebook, I Will Go Ministries, a ministry of Dan and Leonore Britton. Uh, that's a public profile on Facebook. I um, have Twitter, at Dan S. Britton. Uh, S is in silly. Uh, <laughs> so there's a number of ways to reach me. Awesome. So I will go.org. Uh, Dan, thank I you so much. I will go ministries.org. Yeah. Sorry about that. Uh, Dan, thank you so much for taking the time and, and talking with me this morning. I really All right. appreciate it. Let's get it done, Ryan. Awesome. Thank you. So uh, for those of you that are listening, uh, please just check out IWillGoMinistries.org, also Coffeehouse Questions. If you have questions, uh, please do not hesitate. Send them in. We would love to help you out. Come to your church to speak. Um, that is what we are here for. And So thank you so much for listening. This has been Coffeehouse Questions and Ryan Polly. Have a blessed day. This mystery to my soul has drawn me to my knees again in tears.